Thanks for joining us on our first episode, How to Make a Decision. Before we play you the episode, I'm going to summarise the first problem we discuss, the Monty Hall problem. A contestant on a game show is given the choice of three doors. Behind one door is a car, behind the other two doors are goats. After the contestant picks a door, the host, who knows what's behind all the doors, opens one of the unchosen doors and reveals a goat. He then asks the contestant, do you want to switch to the other unopened door? The question is, is it to the contestant's advantage to switch doors? So if you think you would stick, or that it simply doesn't matter, then you're in the majority. But you're wrong. It turns out there's a 2 in 3 chance that you'll get the car if you switch. If you're confused, the good news is that this problem confused tons of people, many of whom had PhDs in maths. One of the reasons this is so deceiving is that we assume the probability of winning is independent of the host's door reveal. But actually, the door opened by the host depends on the player's initial choice, which means the assumption of independence does not hold a fundamental concept in probability. This means we have to use conditional probability to work out the odds of winning by switching. Since there was a 2 in 3 chance we chose incorrectly the first time, the probability stays. We have linked in the show notes some useful explanations on why this is the case when it seems like it should be 50-50. Hi, you're listening to How to Rob a Bank. I'm Zoe. I'm Bea. And we're both maths graduates still trying to find X. So, Zoe, you're yes. on the game show. Oh, great. It's the Monty Hall problem. I'm the host. You pick a door. I open a door. Can I assume that you switch? Yeah, you can. Okay, you switch. It turns out, right, that the door that you currently have, the switched door, has the goat. And I the, knew it. The, the door, <laughs> did you know? <laughs> the, door, the door you originally chose had the car. Um, because, because, you know, 33% of the time, this is going to happen. So it's not like super you know low this is very possible my question to you is this did you make the right choice yes i did because um yes 33 percent is quite a high percentage but 66 percent is a higher percentage so even though i switched and lost the car um there would have been a higher chance that if I switched, I would have won the car. So I think I, I think that was the correct decision to make. Okay, but you Do lost. Do you not think so? Yeah. You lost. You're a loser. You are a loser. <laughs> Basically, I lost knowing that the odds were on my side. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I basically totally agree with you, but, um, but there are other, you know, people that, that might say, well, actually... You know, I made the right decision if I have the right outcome. So in, in general, um, would you say that, that you make the right decision not based on the outcome, but based on the method? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I based my decision on maximising the likelihood or the chance of winning. So I did the best I could in order to try and win the car. Yeah, I think. 
I think we need to hear from someone who who disagrees or thinks that like the <laughs> outcome is how you should define whether this was a good decision or not. Um, Let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, do you think that it was the right choice even though you didn't win the car? Yeah, let us know. And another another example is is a bit more morbid, but it's to do with like an operation. Oh. That that kind of side of things where like, okay, did you make the I right think it's, it's a valid question. And I think my answer would be along the same lines. I think that's good. I th- oh, okay. I um I don't know if mine would be. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think I think it would depend, especially if I was responsible for someone else. Um, and it's my decision, say it's like a family member or something, it's my decision to do uh you know, I have the odds, the odds are in the favour of, you know, doing option one, but it turns out that that goes wrong, then I'm going to be like, well, I should have just done option two. Um, So I think the answer depends on the specific situation. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. people don't really talk about enough when they when it comes to the Montreal problem is this idea that 33% is actually like a reasonable thing and I know I said it just a moment ago but um this comes from an article that aged really badly it was titled um why Trump won't win and why Brexit won't happen um yeah very (laughs) and it was written like in 2015 and basically um some statistician did some maths and i'm not you know maybe it was totally right it probably was i'm going to assume it totally was and um came to the conclusion that there was only a 20 percent chance that trump would win and because of this he concluded the journalist concluded rather that actually yeah trump is not going to win um but 20 percent isn't isn't like you know really low uh it's actually quite it's actually quite substantial yeah i mean i think 20 percent is um one in five chance yeah which if you look at it that way it sounds like like a higher probability than just 20 percent yeah yeah because if you roll the dice right and you get a four you're not going to be shocked true you're not going to be shocked so the way we think about numbers is really skewed like it's like this thing like if there's a higher probability that this will happen that that yeah I don't need to worry anymore but actually you do you're right um going back to the way we look at numbers I did read something that apparently we look at numbers um on a logarithmic logarithm (laughs) gosh basically we look at numbers and and see them on a, a log scale rather than how they actually are so for example 10 seems a lot bigger than one um 100 seems a lot lot bigger than one if that makes sense that probably didn't make any sense no, at no, all. No. this is no this has actually made the most amount of sense that anything <laughs> has ever made i i swear like i've never heard of this before this so this is really mind-blowing for me but actually no, this is so true. This is so, so true. Just so, I'm, just so I'm really clear. It's a point that, like, as human beings, we don't... Yeah, we, we kind of just... We don't like, perceive things in the right way. Yeah, yeah, basically. that it's all skewed. 
Yes. Um, yeah. So we think that a hundred and a thousand are as far apart as like a hundred and ten. Yeah. Very interesting. So like another example is um, the concept of a billion. It's like, it, it's actually like a huge number. Like I, I know that sounds really dumb. I sound like, like an airhead, but it is genuinely like, we don't, yeah. we can't understand how large it is. And um, okay, let me, let me find this meme. Let me find this meme for you. If you earn $7,000 every hour of every day since the birth of Christ, you still wouldn't be as rich as Jeff Bezos. No way. Yeah, seven thousand dollars every hour of every day since zero since the year zero. <laughs> You're joking? No, I'm not even joking. And and then I, I I read this and I was like, this isn't true. I I did the math. It's really simple math, right? Arithmetic. Yeah, it, I don't it, believe you. I know you got to do. I, and this is what I mean. Like, because imagine getting paid seven thousand dollars an hour. Like you would never. Yeah, that was yeah. I'd be so. How much does Jeff Bezos get paid an hour? He so I guess it's like it's not really his um income. It's more like his net worth. Oh, okay. That's but um, enough. but still, it's still crazy. Wow. If yeah. Wow. It's, Thanks for making me feel really poor. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's. I think he's almost a trillionaire. Oh, he's in. He's in the hundred billions. He's not just like a billionaire. He's like. 134 let me google it um so you know how like there's um six degrees of separation yeah if you're listening out there can you like hit me up with jeff bezos <laughs> i love it i that is not going where i thought um <laughs> yeah 153 billion dollars um as of like today so um, crazy i know so this is what i mean numbers are just crazy um, and and that's why we suck at probability because we don't understand numbers properly yeah this is my final problem to you um that's just on the same lines of, of intuition and uh maths right um okay so there are there are two envelopes and um one of the envelopes has x pounds uh money and the other envelope has two x pounds um so you you choose one of these envelopes you open it up you see how much money is in there um you don't know what x is by the way you just see the number that's presented to you now can you you can either switch um or you can stick um so it's kind of kind, kind of similar to the multiple problem in the sense that you know uh the question is is it in your advantage to stick or switch or or does it does it really matter either way um so so you're saying one envelope has a certain amount of money in and then the other envelope has twice the amount of money in is yes that right? yes okay um so if you but switch, we don't know, if i switch you'll either get half the amount that you have or you'll have twice the amount that you have okay uh, I'm assuming that um, these two envelopes are exactly the same and I can't tell. <laughs> yes, yes, you can assume this, yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise it wouldn't be so trivial. <laughs> um, it's okay, you can think about it. I think it doesn't matter if I switch or stick 
that was also my my first reaction to this problem that it, it, it probably it, it doesn't feel like it matters yeah it feels like it doesn't matter because we don't know what the non-doubled amount is so if i open up the envelope say i've got 10 pounds it could have it could be twice the original amount uh-huh. or it could be half of um a certain amount so it could have so the other envelope could contain five pounds or 20 pounds yeah but, yeah but there's there's no way of me working out whether the other envelope has five pounds or 20 pounds so i don't think it matters if i switch or stick so how 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 sure are you that it doesn't matter i'm quite sure on this oh, okay i'm okay, quite sure enough. okay um so you're right it doesn't matter um oh, yes i'm sweating <laughs> wrong the truth hath been revealed um okay so so when i when i heard this i was like intuitively i don't think it makes a difference but when when i first heard the monty hall problem i was like you know it doesn't make a difference either and so i I did i did a little bit of maths on this and i was like okay so say say i've got 10 quid and then the other envelope there's either 20 quid or five quid so then uh, the expected value is the average of 20 and 5 and so that's £12.50 so um, realistically like if you know if I've got 10 quid and I could switch and then the expected value is, is £12.50 then then maybe the math says that I should actually switch and and that I'm wrong but I'd probably stick anyway and I, that that was kind of my my, my that take makes on sense it. that's that seems like a plausible it, it's of working out it seems so plausible, right? It's that that's exactly what it is. And then, so I, okay. So it turns out this is wrong. That this this is the opposite to the Monty Hall problem, right? Where where when you do the math, the maths is actually betraying you. The maths is wrong. Or okay, it's not the maths is wrong. The assumptions that we make, the implicit assumptions that we make, are wrong. So the specific equation that I'm looking at is um, a half of x plus two x, um, uh, all halved because of the average so just a half of x plus 2x and taking the average uh of, of those two numbers and that's five fourths x so basically five fourths x meaning a little bit over x so no matter what you have whether you have 10 quid a thousand quid wh- whatever you have um uh the other envelope always you know mathematically has has a little bit more uh than what you currently have and this is uh, totally wrong because the assumption that we make has to be consistent throughout the, the same equation so if i so in this equation when i've got my half x i'm assuming that i'm the one that's picked 2x and that the other one is is half the amount but in the other half of the equation so a half x plus 2x i'm assuming that i've actually got x but i can't assume both of these things because in the same line in the same equation um and that's where basically the maths betrays you D- does that make sense yeah i think that makes sense so i it, think i think in this case it also doesn't necessarily contradict with where with um the monty hall problem where the monty hall problem reveals that maths gets you to the right answer 
um, and in this case, the maths gets you to the wrong answer. Um, it's the fact that in this case, the assumptions you made when using your maths was wrong. Yeah. But also in the Monty Hall problem, when people came to the conclusion of a half, their assumptions were also wrong. Yeah. By correcting your assumptions, you'll get to the right answer. Um, but I don't know how you correct your assumptions um, to get a right correct formula for these two envelopes unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah that's precisely it like it's that both of them are to do with conditional probability um it's just how you use that when when are you supposed to use certain things and um and people think about uh ancient cultures right and how good they were at maths and we look at like the ancient Greeks and they were so good at like geometry and uh, the ancient Egyptians um, were also incredible at maths and apparently um, if, fun fact apparently they had uh, they had calculated pi to like at least the accuracy of 3.16 um, and because that was written in like a children's maths book um, so you know these ancient cultures were like really great at this kind of other type of maths but when it came to probability like there's not really tons of evidence. I mean, the ancient Greeks were actually really bad at probability. And we in this 21st century are also really bad at probability. Um, it is, it's like a learned skill, at least for me um, and most people. Some, some people, they're weird, they're good, but yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a whole different <laughs> species. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this idea of expected value, this whole thing, even even when you have the right assumptions, the whole thing just sounds like it makes no sense. And I, I'll give you an example. Right. So you can either um, say, say, okay, so I can say, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Zoe, look, I'll either 100%, and by the way, I'm not going to do this. I'll either 100% give you 50 quid um, or, right, or you can, uh, I'll, 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 I'll toss a coin, heads or tails, if it's heads, um, I'll give you 110 quid, uh, but if it's tails, I'll give you zero quid. Um, uh, 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 yeah. So what, right, what would you do in this scenario? So sh- again, I'm assuming it's um, a 50-50 chance of getting heads or tails. Yep, yep. <laughs> no snakiness. No snakiness. Uh, well, in that case, I'd stick with my 50 pounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because regardless of the outcome of the coin, I'd still gain something from you yes whereas if you um toss the coin and very unluckily it landed on whatever would give me zero pounds then i would have lost out yeah yeah exactly and and that and that's not um an an incorrect answer even though when you do the expected value of flipping a coin and you could either get 110 pounds or or zero pounds it it turns out that your expected value is is 55 quid because it's like a half of 110 um yeah uh, and and because it's slightly greater than 50 like you know you should probably you should probably you know take take the offer um and i remember when i heard this in school i was like this doesn't make sense <laughs> sounds so like wrong. exactly just like you i would rather have 50 pounds in in the pocket it, it, it's that proverb what a, a a bird in the hand is equivalent to two in the bush what i've heard of that before what? okay there's some proverb something something <laughs> I don't condone animal cruelty, but anyway, this <laughs> this idea that when you have something that that's more valuable 
than uh, almost having something bigger. Yeah, I also think it depends on how risky you are of a, as a person. Yeah. Um, if you like to take risks, um, then you might think it's worth doing the coin flip to try and get the £110. But I like I th- to stay safe. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right on this, how risky you are. But I also think there's another element. What is the, what, what is the amount of money? Like, okay, because if, if I'm like giving you 50p or you can do the, the, the coin flip and it's a pound, um, expected value would say that it's, they're both equivalent because you're expected to get 50 pence in either scenario. But um, in reality, 50 pence seems like pretty low in the grand scheme of things. Um, so would you, would you take the, you know, what would you do in this situation? Yeah, I'd, I'd take the offer of um, flipping a coin. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't affect me much if I gained 50p or gained a pound or gained nothing. Exactly. It, and if it were, if it were £500,000, go, going back to the envelope problem. So you've got £500,000 um, in the envelope. You've opened your envelope. You can either switch. So you'll either get a million or uh, 250000 what would you do in this in, in this scenario? Um, that is a hard one. Again, switching doesn't make a difference. Like, there's no way of me telling whether switching has allowed me to gain another fifty million, five hundred million, five hundred thousand. Sure. I mean, it's all the same, really, <laughs> when it gets that high. <laughs> 500,000. I, I can't tell if I've gained another 500,000 or if I've lost and been left with 250,000. So I don't know. I think either way, if I switch or stuck and it turned out that I got the lower amount, I would have said, oh, I should have switched. So I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Fair, fair, fair enough fair enough so so the way i see it is i feel like with with the envelope problem there, there's a sort of middle ground where um i would stick with what i have if i receive 50p in my envelope half of that is 25p um and double that is one pound and to me um you know one pound feels bigger than uh, 50p in a way that that 25p and 50p kind of seem the same um, so I would switch. But the thing is, there's an equal chance of either getting half of what you've, what you've revealed, or getting double of what you've revealed. And so, switching or sticking doesn't make much of a difference. No. Uh, so, so, so you're switching in the hopes that you will get a higher amount. Is that is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm I'm switching because the lower amount and the current amount feel the same. Um, so if, yeah, if the lower amount and the current amount feel the same, then I'll switch because the higher amount feels so much greater. But if the higher amount and the current amount feel the same, like in the case, if I got a hundred pounds, a hundred and two hundred feel the same to me, 50 pounds feels lower. I mean, obviously this is just feelings, obviously like arithmetically that the greater amount is always like technically greater because it's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if, yeah. If the greater okay, interesting and the and, I think, and the current, yeah, I think what I'm trying to get at is if it was five hundred thousand, so um, the other envelope could have two hundred and fifty thousand, or it could have a million. Then switching or not switching 
wouldn't make much of a difference to me because to me those two amounts are quite high anyway yeah so either way i'd be winning yeah yeah um but then again if it was a lower amount say it was 50p um and then either way you'd the other be envelope yeah the other envelope could have 25p or it could have a pound i'm not really bothered so i won't switch does oh, that make sense okay so you're not bothered so you won't switch yeah i'm not bothered so i won't switch oh okay. i won't even try that's, that's, <laughs> that's such a bad attitude to, to life but <laughs> <laughs> it is you know i don't i don't think it's bad i think it's because for me i think i'm the opposite in that case if it doesn't really if i can't feel a difference um then i then i will switch because yeah i don't have anything to lose with switching um but if if the amount I see in my hand is like, you know, the difference between half of that and the current amount feels really like low, I'm like, oh no, I, I don't want to lose 50 quid. Um, maybe if it was like um, one envelope's X and the other envelope's 10X, then maybe I'd switch just for the chance, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but then you'd also have just as much to lose. True, true. So, okay, if you're listening, what would you do in the envelope scenario? Does it matter on how much you have or would you always do the same thing regardless of how much money you see? And if you know of any similar brain teasers, please enlighten us and let us know.